Welcome to another edition of Awakened Radio, and today we're in part two of our current sermon called Rooted in Christ, and we're seeing the incredible, vivid pictures that Paul gives of progress in the believer's life. I hope you enjoy part two of this sermon called Rooted. Our fellowship is not even primarily in doctrine as much as it is in Jesus. You understand? I've got pastors that I don't agree with everything they think. I have pastor friends who I I don't agree with the way that they do everything. But my fellowship with those brothers are not in what I think or the doctrine in which we interpret. Our fellowship is in Jesus. Does that make sense? And what we have to be careful of is that we are not forsaking that daily fellowship with Jesus. Because that's where our fellowship, that's where those nutrients, that's where they come from. You know what happens when when, when you get roots deep in in Christ? You find that He's very active in your life. You find that He's working in your life. You find that you gain His perspective of circumstances that you face in life. Number two, our roots should be deep within the Word of God. The Word of God will provide so much nutrients into your life. You know, one of the blessings of losing my eyesight is I have had to increase my ability to memorize the Word of God. I've always... Uh, you know, had a fair amount of knowledge of Scripture and been able to go, well, you know, there's a verse in, uh, uh, where is it? Blah, 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 blah. You know, Google it. <laughs> I'm really having to memorize now. Thinking about what I want for my life being rooted, I begin to think of a verse in Psalm about a tree being planted by a river. Why? You know what? I don't, I, see, things have changed now. I just don't think about it. I memorize it. I can tell you what it is. It's Psalm 1, verse 3. I knew it was somewhere around there, but not now. Now I know it. It's Psalm 1, 3. Those who delight in the Lord, verse 2. Those who delight in God's law, verse 3. God will make him like a tree planted by the rivers whose leaf does not wither. And whatever he does prospers. See, I want my life rooted in that. And let me tell you how serious it is. It's not just talking about whatever he does prosper in the sense of, oh, well, if I go and do an event or if I create a campaign or, you know, I do this big outreach, oh, that's going to prosper. I think that's, that, you know, it touches that. But no, here's what it really means. Then the next verse says, when you stand on the day of judgment, you'll be able to stand. I want, I want my life rooted in God's word that when I stand before the Lord, I'm able to stand in Christ. You understand what I'm saying? I want to be rooted in the Bible. Let me tell you where else I want to be rooted. I want to be rooted in the church. I want my roots deep in God's house. You know what David said? David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Praise God. Amen? I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Praise God. I want my roots deep in church. 
You know, you, you know what happens when your roots get deep in church? Then all those other things that can be difficult about church life, feeling like you belong, identifying with other people, connecting with other people, feeling like it's a place. That, you know what happens? All that stuff begins to go away when you commit to deepen your roots. All those things begin to go away. You know, Satan will tell you anything he can to keep you away from here. Do you realize that? You understand what I'm saying? Uh, pick your favorite restaurant. He won't tell you reasons to not go to your favorite restaurant because he don't care. But he'll give you ten reasons why not to walk into these doors. Is, am I right or wrong? You get ready to go to your favorite restaurant, you and your wife don't get into a spat, do you? Well, some of you may because, you know, it's that where do we eat, but, you know, maybe that's not the best example. But, but you know what I'm talking about. You want your family to get into it? Get ready to come to church. Right? Am I right or wrong? I'll, I'll amen myself. That's good preaching, Chad. Amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying is true. You know why? Because Satan doesn't want you here. You know why? Because he doesn't want you growing roots in God's house. Let me tell you what happens when you have roots in God's house. Somebody offend you, you don't just up and leave because you've got roots here. Let me tell you what happens when you have roots in God's house. You go through a season of hardship in your life, you don't just up and leave. You know why? Because you've got roots here. You go through a, a, a season where you feel alone or God isn't listening. You feel like God is just a million miles away. You don't just quit and leave because you have roots here. You need roots deep down into the soil of this church. Because let me tell you, friend, the wind and the rains are going to come. And when they come, those deep roots are going to keep you planted. So the first example he gives is that of a tree in the rich soil of Christ, his word, and his church. Oh, I want my life rooted. Praise God. Number two, he talks about a building. Notice what he says. Rooted and built up in him. You know, scholars think, and I agree with them, scholars think that what Paul is meaning here is of a building that is always being built. This would echo Ephesians chapter 4, where Paul says, we are to grow to the measure, to the stature of the fullness of Jesus. Friends, that's a lifetime of growth. There isn't any of us that's ever going to come to a place where we're like, you know what, I've punched that church card so many times. I think I'm there. No, not one of us. Not one of us. Charles Spurgeon said it so well. He said, no one ever outgrows the Bible. The book literally widens and deepens with our years. I believe that. It's going to stand for all of eternity. It's going to far outdo my lifetime. I can promise that. So what I'm talking about is if we have indeed received Jesus, we are to continue walking in Him. This is a lifelong journey. And what's that lifelong journey look like? It looks like a tree planted by the river of life. It looks like a tree with deep roots in rich soil. It looks, number two, like a building being built. So if this is what Paul meant, this is what other scholars think. Uh, Peter talks about in his epistles, he talks about adding to your faith. Now, not adding to salvation, adding to your faith the virtues of God's Word. 
So if I add to my faith love, I mean, if, if, I'm add, if I'm becoming a person, then I'm growing my capacity to love. If I'm adding to my faith patience, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm learning patience. You know, the Lord spoke to me two years ago and said, I'm going to teach you how to wait on the Holy Spirit. I thought that meant in the services like, and thank God we're learning that. There are times we come in here Tuesdays and we wait for God. We wait. Praise God. Nothing wrong with that. That's part of it. But you know what I didn't understand that God's teaching me about waiting? My eyes. You know, you know what David said, and I'm beginning to really understand. He said, he wrote in the Psalms, he said, this is so wonderful. Patiently I wait upon you. And listen to what he said. I wait all the day long. I'm beginning to understand that. I'm beginning to be able to say, Lord, I know that my healing was purchased on Calvary. And I'm beginning to learn what it means to say, God, I'm not in a hurry. I'm actually quite content. I wait for you. And I will wait all the day long. Glory to God. Because see, my job is to learn what Paul wrote in Philippians. Paul said, I've learned the secret. It's a secret because not many people know it. Paul said, I have learned the secret of what it means to be content in whatever state that I am. We are to be adding to our faith, adding love, adding patience, adding joy, adding long-suffering, meekness, kindness. As we add to our faith, it's like a building being built, floor by floor by floor, until we grow to the full measure of the stature of Jesus. Number three, notice what he says. Rooted, we understand what that means. Deep roots in rich soil, built up in him, like a building being built floor by floor. And then notice what he says. Number three, and established in your faith just as you were taught. This is my favorite of them all. This is God's classroom. You know what it looks like to progress in your Christian life? It means that the roots are growing deep. It means that your faith is being built. And it means that you are willing to sit in God's classroom. Now, some of you, perhaps you were like me. I was not a good student. I hated school. I don't even like to take my kids to school because I didn't like school. I get a little uncomfortable just even being there. I hated school. Some of you are weird and you loved it, but not me. I, I didn't like it at all, and I didn't do well in it. It's amazing I teach for a living. Isn't that something else? Because I, I didn't do well. And so, um, so I struggled in the classroom, right? Well, how many of you know that God has a classroom where he teaches us things? And how many of you know that if you're unwilling to listen, if you're unwilling to learn, like the children of Israel, you'll go in circles in life. God doesn't grade on a curve, right? You have to learn it. And for those who would say, I'm willing to learn, Lord. I'm willing to learn the lessons that you have for me. You're going to pass God's classroom. 
And as I was just sharing with you a moment ago, God has me in a classroom right now of blindness where I cannot see hardly anything. And do you know what I'm learning? I'm learning contentment like I never dreamed that I could. I was the one who, everything I did was fast. I drove fast. Anybody ever passed me around town? When they took downtown to a one lane, you're talking about a preacher backsliding. Because it slowed me down. <sighs> I hate red lights. I hate stop signs. I did everything fast. I walk fast. I did I, everything. I moved fast. I thought fast. I wrote fast. I drove fast. My mom told me the other day, she said, she said, I don't think you can see what God's doing in you like others can. And she said, Chad, she said, let me tell you what I see. She said, you were always restless. And I was. Always restless. She said, you were always chasing the calendar. It was always about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Always restless. God's teaching me contentment. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. My life has changed uh, in enormous ways over the last uh, couple of months. But let me tell you, it's changed in a good way. It's changed in such a way. And, and is it okay if I just be transparent for a moment or two? Uh, the other night, we did a tremendous deacon elder meeting. Tremendous. We've added many more deacons. We have 13 deacons now and five pastoral staff. And the 18 of us were back here in this room. We had such a meeting. Oh, my gosh. Men were weeping. And, I mean, it just, I went home so fired up. I was telling Sadie about it. She said, it sounded like you guys sitting there and cried like little girls. I said, well, we kind of did. But it was awesome. It was glorious. And I was so moved by that meeting. I was so blessed. My heart was so full. You know what I did? I did what I would have never, ever done. I left my cell phone in there. You know what I would have done after I got home realizing I left my cell phone? I would have got back in my car and came back and got it. Because it is always attached. It's playoffs. Playoffs. I thought, God, what am I going to do? Not been able to watch my football. Oh, Lord. Jesus, help me. <laughs> what am I going to do not being able to keep up with social media? What am I going to do not being able to use my computer? I love my computer. I love it. You know what I'm finding? I'm finding I don't need those things at all. Not really. I don't miss it at all. I thought not having the ability to get in my car and go to the post office or go to the bank or go see someone at the hospital or even go to Burger King for crying out loud, I thought losing the ability to jump in my car and just go would be the end of the world. I'm telling you, listen, I'm before the Lord right now and I'm not lying to you. I have not had one single urge to drive, not one. You know what that tells me? 
I'm in the will of God because I have the grace of God helping me. Helping me. Does it mean I'll stay here? No. But it means for right now, I can be content in this classroom of where God has me. I can be. And whatever situation you're facing, whatever loss you've had in your life, whatever trial that seems to have overtaken you, you can be content too. You can. We see that if we're progressing spiritually, that we become a tree that is planted with deep roots and rich soil. We see that we become a building that's being built up into Christ. We see that we begin to learn in the classroom. We become strong. We become strengthened. We become established in our faith as God is teaching us. And then lastly, we become a river. We become a river. Paul ends this glorious verse. Can you believe there's that much truth in one verse? Paul ends this glorious verse with this last truth. And notice the logical progression, okay? He says that you'll become a river of thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm not making it up. The word abounding literally means a river overflowing its banks. And it was another favorite word of Paul throughout his epistles. Now notice what, because it even brings this verse to life. What did Paul say about sin? He said, where sin did abound, same word used here, where sin did overflow, picture a river overflowing its banks with waves, Where sin had waves overflowing, what did Paul say? Grace will much more abound. There'll be more waves of grace than there are of sin in your life. Praise God. This is a favorite word of Paul. And so notice the progression. He says, if you're a believer, if you have, since you have received Jesus one time, present tense, you've received Jesus, now begin to walk in him. And this lifelong journey, what does it look like? Notice you're rooted in Christ. Those roots are deep in the rich soil of Jesus. Then notice what happens. You begin to be built up. You're like a, you're like a building adding layer upon layer, floor upon floor of joy and peace and love and patience and long you're just you just keep adding to your faith and then what happens you you're in God's classroom and every lesson God has for you you're beginning to learn and you're you're being passed on you're being passed on you go from grade to grade from glory to glory and look at, the, look at the, the, the natural flow of the text. When you're, uh, when you're planted in Christ, when you're being built up in Christ, when you're learning in Christ, guess what the outcome is? You're like a river of gratitude. You're like a river of thanksgiving, and it just abounds out of you. And then you're not the person going, well, why would God do that? Why would, why would this happen to me? No, 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 you're not that person. You're that person. You're not asking God why. You're asking God, what do you have for me? What are you doing in my life? What do you get? Get your glory out of me, God, because your glory is my greatest joy. And then instead of looking at the hardships of life or the trials of life or the, you, you, you got 
dealt a bad hand or whatever you want to call it. Instead of looking at those things, you look right past them, straight to the good hand of God, and you're able to say, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And what happens is out of your heart and out of your life and out of your talk and out of your perception and out of the way you think and out of the way you feel and out of the way you worship and out of the way you do life just comes rivers, waves and rivers of thanksgiving. Isn't that the kind of person you want to be? It's the kind of person I want to be. I don't want to be someone that Satan can come and just smack down at will. No, I am rooted in Jesus. I'm not going anywhere. My roots are deep. I'm built up. I'm learning. And I'm abounding in gratitude. I'm abounding in thanksgiving. Why don't we bow our heads today? I don't know the circumstances you face And I don't know what you're dealing with today. But let me tell you what I do know. You can be thankful. You can be. You say, oh, Chad, I don't know God's will. Let me tell you what the Bible says. This is the will of God concerning you. Give thanks. Give thanks. Say, Chad, I don't like... Where I am right now, give thanks. Say, Chad, I don't really have much to be thankful for. Give thanks. Say, God, you're going to turn my circumstance. But until you do, I'm going to learn to be thankful. I'm going to learn to be grateful. You know, many of us, we're asking God to change our circumstance. It might be that God wants to change us first. Let God do his good work. Let God do his good will. Let God do his good pleasure in you. Why don't you say today, God, whatever is good, whatever you deem right, whatever you deem necessary, I give thanks for it today. And don't look at your hardships as though God is doing something bad to you. Look at your hardships as though God is establishing your faith. Glory to God. He is establishing your faith as a wise school teacher. And say, Jesus, I'm willing to learn. Some of you need to deepen your roots today. You need to deepen your roots in Christ. You need to deepen your roots in the Word. And listen, some of you need to deepen your roots in this church. You've had your feet in here for a long time. It's time to jump in. You've been attending. You've been consuming. You're a consumer. you're, You're consuming the word. You're consuming the worship. You're consuming the atmosphere. And that's good. I mean, I want you to. But now it's time to become a contributor. It's time to join a small group. It's time to begin giving. It's time to... Join a team. It's time to get committed. One of the reasons why we do this type of ministry, where we try to reach far beyond not just the walls of our church, but we try to reach far beyond even our region, is because we want to reach people 
in a personal way. And so if you have been listening to some of these sermons and you find that they are impacting your life or they're helping you grow or they're challenging you to think in a different way, well, you know what? We would love to hear from you because when people contact us, as they often do, from different parts of the United States as well as different parts of the world, when people contact us and share with us how to pray for them, how to encourage them, well, you know what? That just means the world to us. And we would really love to stand with you in prayer. We would really love to know who you are and where you're listening from. So I hope you'll look us up, contact us, and let us know who you are and where you're from.